We're back for episode three of Drag Race Holland. My name is Joe Batantino. We do this. Play, not play by play style, color commentary style here. What's funny is I have a new uh, exercise ball desk chair. So in theory, I could do it from the exercise ball desk chair, but that wouldn't work for doing the play by play stuff. So I got to actually turn to the recliner of death and start this episode. Uh, got my fancy notes here. We'll see how well the microphone picks up the volume. Uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome. I'm trying to move all this shit that I have here. A lot going on here, but uh, we're going to go watch this. Ep- now, I, I, here's the, the deal. I tell you guys this every week. But uh, I say, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to have to do this thing where uh, I watch it on Thursdays, take notes on Fridays and then record the episode on Saturdays. I still haven't done that. I don't know how people balance things in their lives. I just don't know how they do it. So anyway, uh, okay. Let us... I, I'm doing this with this new way where the arm for my microphone is... It's not the usual microphone that I use. Uh, the arm is uh, facing... I gotta see how the gain is here. Oh, the gain is rather high. Okay, I like it there. Uh, actually. Okay, there we go. All right, so now uh, we are going to watch the episode. Let me get it ready. Let me get it synced up so that it's there. Okay, so I am at the World of Wonder logo now. I keep promising you that I'll have some sort of element that I can do that does the countdown for us. Maybe we'll do it in episode three. Um, But uh, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, go. So, um, once I get, you know, they keep talking about these flashing effects. Um, oh, I forgot to mute it. Oh, problems. You're hearing it right there yourself. I usually mute it. Let me do that right now. Okay, so now we're in the previews from last week. Uh, okay, so overall, let me tell you about my opinion on this episode. You know, <sighs> The my romantic interest, Aiden. He's one of these drag queens, and I don't. I think if you're listening to this, you're not one of these people, and this is something I've wondered about. Who is just so tired of Drag Race? Can't take all the different versions of Drag Race to the point where he feels sorry for me, like pity. Oh, here comes the. Here you go. We're back into the workroom for me having to do this, uh, and um. So I was telling him, I go, it's just, it just, it's the the episodes aren't bad, but it's, uh, by the way, the girls are looking at the mirror right now. Just so, just so you know, we're all in the same place. Um, it's not bad, but, uh, okay. I want to talk here. Let's talk about Janae Jack, uh, Janie Jacquet. I, I kind of feel, so right now she's talking about what happened last episode. If you don't remember last episode, she and Abby OMG had words because Janie Jacquet was giving her, uh, reading uh, Miss Abby OMG for her look. And right here, they're having the words. And, 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 and I feel Miss Abby OMG is making the good point that your honesty is appreciated when it's asked for, but it simply wasn't asked for. I agree with that. However, as we're seeing, okay, I'm going to reiterate that Miss Abby OMG 
is the hottest queen out of drag in the history of drag race. I still stand by that statement. But I'm starting to get tired of her shenanigans. And as we see coming up with next week, and we're going to get to Janie Jake in a second. She She's kind of a lot, Miss Abby OMG. Now let's get to Janie Jake. I kind of feel she has crafted, she wants to be the bitch of season one. Because it, it's, I mean, she can't be that stupid uh, and think that uh, she's not going to come off that way. I mean, she's acting so villainous that she's pretty much giving a love letter to the editors to make me a, to make her a villain. Um, also, by the way, people, if, if Janie Jacquet is being legit, by the way, congratulations, and be Peru for winning. If Janie Jacquet is being legit, it's usually those people in my experience, in my experience, who have the roughest time uh, accepting any criticism whatsoever. So we'll see what happens with Janie and J.K., the ones that they get. They love to criticize other people, but once they get criticized, they completely fall apart. So we will see how that works out. Right now we are in the main title sequence, but now we're in the episode. Now we're in the next day. Shots of shoes and wigs. Here they come in. Again, like I was saying, well, let me finish the thought I was talking about before is I was telling Aiden that, you know, the show just seems like a typical episode of Drag Race, but um, in another language. There's there's really, I'll be honest with you, as much as I found bright spots in this, uh, I find it very difficult to see anything fresh or new about this. Despite, uh, maybe the, the freshest and newest things I see is in, in, the, in the way the, the people behind the scenes have designed the challenge. But the queens themselves... No one's really given me anything uh, super uh, great. Um, you know, I also wanted to mention, I might be too late here, uh, that Madam Madness doesn't want you to get eliminated. But I don't think she's that strong, and especially in this episode. I wonder why they're keeping her around. It's a question I'm going to talk about today. Uh, also, RuPaul has uh, a brilliant line, by the way, with that... Our, all our life is an endless drama, but it's starring you. You're the star of your end up. It's such a great new Asian line. I wish you realized what a bitch she was, though. I also want to talk about, uh, as they talk, they introduce the mini challenge right here. Uh, why is it J- Janie Jacquet, uh looks so hot in confessionals, but when we see her in the workroom, she looks awful. What what is why can't you just do the workroom look all the time? Oh, here's the different prizes they'll win. They did this uh I oh every time I'm all oh that's how you say his name. Isn't it like Clace Eberson? Is that how they say it? I, I could be wrong here. Uh eighteen thousand euros. Who valued this at eighteen thousand euros? Okay. So I'm actually gonna they're, they're talking about uh King's Day, but now they're calling it Queen's Day. I'm actually gonna jump to a Reddit post right now because it addresses this. Uh, Stoner Sirens says, I know the mini challenge was supposed to be inspired by a festival or something, but that was so weird to watch. LMAO. Um, Drumvlucht writes, they are classic games that are played on King's Day, the day we celebrate the King's birthday with flea markets, beer, and festivals. For me, it was very nostalgic and hilarious to see drag queens play the games we played as a kid on King's Day. I can imagine how stupid it looks to other people. All right. I want to say, because it's happening right now, uh, Holland's pit crew, I love, is more diverse 
than any other drag race pit crew I've seen around the world, even the United States. Because the United States one, it's not that super diverse. Yeah, there are a couple of black queens, but it's just either black or white. And I was like, is there a Latino? Oh, there was Sean Morales was Latino. It's just, it's not super diverse on the American pit, pit crew. Where this one is, is, is all, all shades and colors. Okay, so this is the first game that they're playing. And I'm going to tell you right now. I found this mini challenge difficult to follow. And that's an editing problem. I understood what they were doing. I understand what these dumb games were. I get it. Okay. But it was difficult to follow who won and why these people lost. I'm assuming that Miss Abby OMG and who the other person that was in the bottom two, whoever that other person was, was because maybe they were the last ones to finish. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, again, these, these seem like the kind of games you would play here in the U.S. at a, like a at like a bachelor, uh, not a bachelorette party, like a at a um, bridal, sh- not a baby shower. These like baby shower games. Uh, if you're asking my opinion, to be honest with you. Um, and now we're doing a potato sack race. I, you know, I commented on this. Uh, this might be the first time in any drag race franchise that I've seen. Um that they actually use a checkered flag. Why hasn't RuPaul actually used a checkered flag? Why have they have they even had like a race at all? Like uh this is the first time I've ever seen like a checkered flag. Uh okay, so now they're doing this sketch. They're going to uh, talking about I can't even say what this show is called. I don't know how to say it cuz what whatever Fred was saying didn't even match what the spelling was. I was like, okay, I'll never be able to say this thing on the show. Uh, by the way, Fred looking great here in this suit with the orange lay, uh, looking fantastic. But I, I, I did a little bit of research. You can find some stuff on YouTube about whatever show that they're making fun of, and it seems like it's a like a sort of a of a mix of Sex in the City, maybe some Desperate Housewives going on, uh, kind of that vibe. Um, and that's what they're making fun of. The team captains here are Setagrin. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I got corrected. Setagine. And Madam Madness, uh, well, now Madam Madness gets to know what it feels like to pick people, and it's sort of like she's relishing in the opportunity. I'm going to tell you right now, as the choosing goes on, I'm going to just to just to sort of spoil things. Setergine is Envy Peru, Chelsea Boy, and Mama Queen, while Team Madam are Ab- Miss Abby G, Megan Schumbrud, and Janie J.K. And, um... I know there are people who strongly disagree with me on the internet, but I think Madam Madness is a ter- not terrible, is a very weak contestant on this show. And this is going to be a theme we talk about a lot on this episode. But why is she still in the competition? Even, and, you know, spoiler, we know she doesn't go home this week. She's not even in the bottom two this week. I think she's a very weak competitor. And I'm getting some very strong Sanjaya uh, thoughts here right now we're in the workroom here this is team setergine and on team setergine uh okay so this episode in particular and this is what i'm going to talk about here it felt like there were a lot of inside jokes that were particular to this show that because i'm not oh chelsea boy looking so hot there that because i am not uh aware of the show I, i'm not familiar with the show I didn't get a lot like right now looking at it and mama's doing some sort of face that I, they're all laughing because I guess it really does channel one of the actresses 
on the show. So it seems to be that there are a lot of inside jokes. Now, going over the Team Mad of Madness, um, again, weird editing choices here because they're talking about acting and whatnot. And Team Madam in a confessional talks about how she knows, but it, it, it almost seems like taken for granted that we know Team Madam Madness, I mean, sorry, that Madam Madness has a background in theater. Um, but, but it, it, she just takes it as a given that we know that. Um, but I don't know any history of Madam. See right here, she says it right now. Admittedly, it's not a lot. I do know what good acting is. Why? Based on what? So I, I didn't get what that part is. I, you know, so this is the workroom stuff. Nothing terribly interesting happens right here until we get into uh, the taping itself. So I'm going to go to Reddit for a little bit here. Uh, Ethrim Reborn writes, is the formatting weird? Like the challenges seem like they don't matter. I know they do. It just seems weird in the edit. I agree. It does seem like the challenges exist in their own little world uh, and that they don't really have any sort of influence on the final decision whatsoever. Um, even though you might say that Madam was saved by the challenge, I don't know. Nothing to ever really explain. Lucius for the win on Reddit writes, Mama and Chelsea have been my faves, so it's great to see them get some recognition. Other thoughts? Juno Birch, Google it, is the best line of the season so far. Envy's look was divine. And Abby, Abby totally lost the lip sync. I'm not exactly feeling her overall, but I can't deny she's a good villain or whatever. Okay, now we're at the taping. Let's go over to, it. I think first is Team Mad of Madness. Um, I'm going to tell you something, and I cannot explain why. I find this guest judge super hot. And it's really weird because he's not really my type, you know? And so I can't explain why I find him so hot. It's that weird X factor that I can't explain. But I would love to have sex with him. I think he is so incredibly good. And I know Megan Schumbrud uh, agrees with me that she has a crush on him. I don't know what it is. He he, he doesn't really fit my type, but uh, I'm uh, really attracted to him. Okay, uh, so now we're at the taping. Um, I will say, I just said that, um, Rick Paul, I believe his name is, is, uh, I'm thirsty for her, but he gives these acting tips right here. We're seeing it right here. I've never seen someone giving acting tips for someone to go bigger because they're already going pretty big. And it, it, what's the, I wonder what, know what the goal is. What's funny is maybe he's right. Cause I think in the finished product, we can see, when they don't go big, it plays off kind of weird. But it's, 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 I've never seen, it's a rare acting note to see tell people go bigger because these are drag queens and they're already going big. Um, it's so fun. So what I'm seeing right here is, oh, there are lines that, it's funny they say that. I uh, They're saying lines right now that, um, that I don't remember seeing in the actual final product. Now that I'm seeing it again. So they have a translation here, right here. It's happening right here. She says, you climax against your will at an orgy with 20 guys. I feel that's a translation problem because that doesn't make any sense. Uh, it, it, I, 
what does that mean? You climaxed against your will. I, I for sure, I don't think they're making a rape joke. So I'm trying to, I wonder what that means. I don't really understand uh, what that means. All right, now we have Team Sedergine. They come in and uh, they're going to do their thing. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, okay, right off the bat, that um, I found their acting to be a lot better. Um, I thought I wrote that note down, but now I don't see that. But yeah, I found Team Sandergy's acting to be significantly better um, than... Oh, okay, I wrote it in the final film evaluation. Uh, but uh, their scenes seem to be going a lot smoother. Now we're going to get to this weird moment right here. Uh, well, no, a couple of things are, are weird. Um, Mama, uh, pretty soon, if it hasn't already happened, uh, starts talking about taking these pills. It's happening right now as we speak. And she doesn't, I, I can't, again, this might be a translation thing. She doesn't know what she's taking. She doesn't know if there are 30 acetaminophens, which is another, it's the official name for Tylenol, or if it's fish oil pills. First of all, they don't tell her what the pills are. And second, why couldn't they just give her straight up sugar pills? They have, I don't know how things are, but maybe I'm just used to being in Los Angeles. They have things that you can do so you're not taking real pills. Uh, because you have to do multiple takes. So they have like just basically fake pills that are just little sugar tablets that just don't do anything. Uh, now I'm going to say the thing here too with, uh, and I'm not going to lie here, Envy sitting on the pit crew boy's crotch, I kind of find this problematic. I think it'd be very problematic in the US. And I don't really understand what happened here. Was she saying that he got hard? Because I see no evidence of that, or that she got hard. Again, there could be a translation thing, but I don't know what it was. And it seems, I don't feel they would do that in the U.S. I feel that's something that would be very problematic if a drag queen essentially manhandled one of uh, the pit crew. Um, and then talked about, I don't know, I think that would be very problematic here. Uh, and it was it's a very, very strange moment. Again, a cultural difference, I think, between the U.S., and uh, and the Netherlands. Uh, by the way, when we're here, I got a correction from some people. I guess I would say if you're if you don't live in the Netherlands or if you don't live in Holland, you would say Dutch as the language they speak. It's what they call their own language. Is that other one I was speaking? So they speak Dutch, guys. I'm getting all these emails from all of you, and then it's just it's it's. Uh, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know who to trust. I don't know who my sources is. Our sources are. All right, here we have back to Elimination Day. Uh, I'm surprised that Abby is feeling uh, already before the runway that she's feeling a little scared. Maybe she realizes her acting didn't go as well. But like we said earlier, we don't know how much. I have seen, I have yet to see any instance where the... Um, the uh, the challenge really bears much, if any, influence on the final decision. So I don't know, maybe Abby doesn't know that, but why would she be so apprehensive going into the uh, runway challenge? Because it seems to be that the bottom two and uh, the person going home are usually based solely on the runway from what we've seen so far. From what we've seen so far, that seems to be the case. Um 
That's a very cute wink, by the way, from Chelsea Boy. I'm here for it. Um, okay. So um, we're, we're going to get to a moment here where Envy's going to talk about her experience coming out. I actually don't know. I'm kind of embarrassed to say who that drag queen is she's talking to with the hair up and the makeup on. I'm guessing maybe it's, oh, it's Chelsea Boy. Duh. It showed exactly who it is. So it's Chelsea Boy and Envy Peru here talking about their different coming out experiences. Uh, Chelsea Boy seems to be that it was very, not easy, but uh, his his family was very accepting. Whereas Envy Peru had a, a difficult time. But what's funny is right now, and you're going to see it come up on the screen right now, she seems to insinuate she lived in the U.S. for a bit, I think. Again, this this is a thing where we could be getting like a mistranslation. Because she's Peruvian, I believe, is what she tells us, uh, which is in South America, and talks about South American culture, but then references perceptions of masculinity in the United States. It originated in the United States. That's a real macho culture. Being effeminate as a man is seen as weak. I mean, I don't disagree with that here, but it seems to be more pronounced in... South America, very true here, but very pronounced in South America. And I could see it being a problem for a Peruvian family where she's from. And I've seen no evidence that she lived in the U.S. at any point. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. And so, but, it, you know, it was a, I think everyone has their own different experiences in terms of coming out. And so uh, it's great to see, you know, it, it's great to, to contrast them. It's great to contrast Chelsea Boy's experience with Envy Peru's experience. And look, they both turned out for the best, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, everyone has different experiences, different coming out experiences. And it, I think it's an important issue to discuss here in October, which is National Coming Out Month. Uh, all right. Now, we're going to get to a point right now where I'm going to jump ahead here uh, where um, – we're going to see some criticism of Madam Madness as she puts her outfit together. But to kill some time before we get there, um, here, oh, actually, this, is a, this, is a, this will translate, this will transition really well. Aurora BLGY writes, uh, I honestly don't understand the narrative of Let's Gang Up on Madam Madness. He definitely did better in the acting challenge, and it may be cold, but I'm not that sad to see Megan go. Even last week, I was sad to see Pam Pam go home instead. I don't know. Her aesthetic doesn't do it for me. Congrats to Mama Queen this week, by the way. She had me intrigued from the beginning with her entrance look, so it was good to see her deliver, as we know Mama Queen is the winner of the challenge. Um, so right here, Janae Jacquet says, uh, or Janie Jacquet says, Juno Birch, Google it. I actually did Google Juno Birch. Uh, who seems to be a famous drag performer. I don't know where Juno Birch is from. I don't know much about Juno Birch. I'm assuming she's very famous, and I might get some hate on Discord about this. But I will say one of the first things you see when you Google Juno Birch, uh, that's a very smart thing for Janie Jacquet to say, because literally one of the first things you see is a look that is strikingly familiar to the look we see Meta Madness walk down on the runway in, and to me, to the point where it's uh, a ripoff of that look. 
Uh, here comes Fred coming down the runway looking expensive as fuck. I think I really like this look, which is funny because I usually wouldn't really like a look like this. Um, but she looks fantastic. And, and uh, for never having done drag, or I'm not really known as a drag performer, I should say, rephrase, Fred, not really known as a drag performer, Fred looking fantastic. Nikki Plesson, by the way, is getting more and more annoying to me. And so we will get to that in a bit. Let's go back here to, as they talk to the different judges to Reddit. Uh, Joris underscore A writes, am I the only one thinking that Megan killed that lip sync and should have sent Abby packing? Uh, La Vie en Rose, number three, says, you're absolutely right. Abby just did some random kick, flick flacks and splits, but she didn't know the lyrics. I have to rewatch for the third time. I didn't notice her not knowing the lyrics, but I could be wrong. But I do agree, and we're going to get to that, that Megan absolutely killed that lip sync. Here it says for Jern 92, so what happened between Envy Peru and the pit crew guy in the challenge? Now, Bram Ravenclaw says, I don't know if I agree, he got hard, and Envy was a bit shocked by that. Now, maybe Bram Ravenclaw speaks the language and it was a mistranslation thing. But I don't think it was necessarily super clear. Now we're on the runway. RuPaul is announcing that the category is Miss Holland. And first we come down, down the runway, we have Mama Queen. Mama Queen looks fantastic. It's a great outfit. It's her sort of her tribute to Holland's very loose uh uh, marijuana laws is a tribute to that. Also, by the way, looking fantastic, looking great, looking contour as fuck, but also giving us some uh, baby Alaska vibes here. All right, here we have Envy Peru and her Little Miss Sunshine look. Uh, she looks great. I think one of the most underrated looks of the episode. We didn't hear much about it, but it's fantastic. We have the reveal here. Um, I don't know what... Uh, maybe the all the sunshine during the summer. So I don't know what the reference is here to Holland, but uh, looks great nonetheless. Looking uh, really, really great. Uh, big thumbs up for Envy Peru. Uh, next down the runway, we have Janie Jacquet. <sighs> Meh. I mean, it's almost a definition of safe. It's serviceable. I feel we've seen looks like this before. It's, like I said, the definition of safe. I don't really have much to say about this. There's a weird little fake drama part uh, later on where she thinks she's going to be uh, one of the tops. And uh, I'm like, why? It's so basic. Uh, next, we have Miss Abby OMG. Uh, a judge points this out later, but you can see this as you watch it. It's like super top heavy. With like nothing going on in the bottom, like it doesn't match. It does. There's no uh, balance here. I guess the best way to say it. And the flowers, you know, it, it could if we if we had like a little less a fewer flowers, less of a of a big thing here. It just I feel it, it draws us to the top, but it then it, it does have the effect of highlighting sort of the very weak and boring bottom. Lazy did not like it. All right, next it's Chelsea boy. So they were living for this look, and I will say, I don't hate the look. But I do think it's all in the effect. And so I guess Holland is a very windy country, um, but it seems to be all in this wind effect. But other than that, the look is kind of basic. It's fine. To me, it's definition of safe. 
Um, Megan, I hate this wig. Hate, hate, hate this wig. There's too much going on. I do not like this outfit. Again, I think both people who focus on flowers went way overboard on the flowers. I think the windmills on the breasts were attempt to be clever, but come off as camp, but not even like clever camp. It just seemed like fucking basic camp. Uh, I don't like this outfit. Um, not a fan. I, and I and I can't necessarily articulate why I just don't like it. Seder Jean, uh, believe it or not, not much to say, but I love this outfit every fucking week. She is surprising us. She's bringing us comedy, but yet also couture and glamour. She does a fabulous runway walk. And every single week, I'm going to tell you, I would say she, Mama, and Envy, I'm always looking forward to what they're going to bring down the runway every single week. And I feel she, she gets a lot of love on the Internet. So I'm not going to say she's underrated. But, man, is she in the – she's definitely winning me over. I wasn't necessarily a big fan before. Uh, here we go. Madam Madness. I fucking cannot stand this outfit. I hate it. I find it repulsive. I don't like it. I think it, I know she did a lot of work on it, but it, I think it looks sloppy. Uh, it looks cheap. It looks, she really ripped off the idea. We know that. I just don't like it. And it could be maybe a weird thing that I just have against Madam Madness. I don't like her. I don't like her out of drag. I don't like her in drag. Uh, not a fan. So here we are on the main stage and Fred is starting to announce. And this is where we are. Uh, well, no, we're going to watch the final films right now. And as we watch the final films, I'll give my thoughts on them. Uh, let me tell you this. Definitely for the first one, I'll be reading from Reddit quite a bit. Uh, I will be honest with you. I found this version right here, the team Madam Madness to be very meh. I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it interesting. Uh, I don't, again, I don't know this show, though, so I don't know how it compares to an actual episode of the show as a parody. But uh, I was I was not amused uh, and just rather bored when I found myself checking my phone and text messages. So even right now, I'm going to go here. Violet Chutsky says, I feel like every judging, I hold, me my, I hold my breath hoping that Nikki doesn't make a no-drag knowledge mouth comment, and I almost gave her a pass this week until she asked Madam why she had a purse when cows don't wear purses. Not only an unconstructive critique, but also such a wet blanket statement. Drag is all about fantasy. The cows can wear purses if they want, and it's stunning. Yeah, it, I remember that critique. It's a dumb fucking critique because also cows don't participate in drag shows and cows don't walk on two feet, and cows don't walk down the runway, and cows don't wear clothes. There's a dumb fucking critique. She's a fucking idiot. Mr. Rarekim says, Nikki probably didn't mean it as a critique, but was thinking of something to say in the moment. She is young and out of her element. The edit probably made it seem like it was a serious critique. Violet Chutsky replies and says, I agree that she deserves some slack. In addition to her youth and inexperience, it's clear that production has tried to make her the Michelle to Fred's Rue which is not an easy role to play, but many of her comments make me feel like she just doesn't get the spirit of drag 100%, and it's a little frustrating coming from someone sitting behind the judging table. She's not terrible, though. I don't know if she's terrible, but she does say some stupid shit. I think her, I think uh, Violet Chutsky's uh, initial comment was uh, on the mark. All right, now we're going to Team Satergene. 
And I'm going to be honest with you. This is where I made the comment that the acting is significantly stronger on this one right here. Uh, Sanders kind of giving me um, Bette Midler in uh, Hocus Pocus vibe. I just watched it this week with Aiden. And uh, there's Mama. And uh, who is this in the, the one who plays the killer? Let's see if we can tell here. That's Envy in the Purple. I guess I could go back and look at my notes. Uh, I'm assuming it's Chelsea Boy. Um, but uh, again, the story seems to be serious. I don't understand how they relate. Uh, it is Chelsea Boy in the Big Blonde Wake who then goes on to stab um, her mom. Uh, it, the story was very difficult to follow. I don't know how it relates to the actual show itself. And then there's the pit crew guy there on the Shay's Lounge. Now, what's funny is here we go, because when you saw the initial thing, Envy's over there um, massaging the pit crew guy. But when we saw it earlier, it seems she was riding him for a long time. When we see it happen right now, it's for a very short time. But you'll notice, though, I think this is when the hard-on happened. They didn't want to see it. If you notice when she rides him right now at the last second, he kind of leans to one side and has to put his leg up. So maybe he did get the hard-on, and that's when it happened, and he's trying to hide it from the camera. Um... Uh, so, um, but uh, all in all, uh, oh, here we go. Mama, this is a very drag thing. Why do, do, and this is a genuine question. Do women get turned on rubbing their breasts? Is it like a, an erogenous zone for women to have their, to rub their own breasts? Like, I, you know. anyway, uh, going back to Reddit. Okay. A lot of nonsense going on right here. Uh, Kurt Blueholtz. Bluthold says, I keep getting more and more excited about Mama Queen and Chelsea Boy. They have such unique takes on the runway theme. We're going to see Envy get straddle the pit crew guy right here. Notice no, and then he puts his leg up. This is where I think something maybe happened because why is his leg up? It's sort of bizarre. Uh, okay. Uh, Envy looked absolutely gorgeous this week and her opening was up was heartwarming. Uh, what a strong contend- contender is Sergene. Three amazing runways and could have won each week until now. Uh, Janie and Abby are giving so much great TV moments uh, and confessionals. They're really crafting storylines. I'm going to pause this Reddit comment right here and talk about this moment right here. Where both Envy and Janie Jacquet are just so convinced, they're so fucking fierce, that why would they be called safe? It's sort of bizarre. I could see sort of Envy, because Envy's look is pretty fucking fierce, but she can look around the room and see, like, okay, I'm, I'm probably safe. She knows she's not the bottom, you know? So I don't know why they were... this To me, this is like they needed to fill some time because this is really dumb. All right, back to the Reddit comments. Uh, Madam Madness is really artistic, and I'm just intrigued by her beard really being part of her overall looks without being only about a beard. She keeps getting me excited about what she'll bring to the runway. Is this Madam Madness, right? I am not excited by what Madam Madness brings to the runway. I was so sad to see Megan go. I thought her campy personality and looks were so fun. I mean, windmills on your titties is hilarious. I don't think so. I'm so happy with our Dutch cast. I wonder if I'm thinking this person is Dutch. Uh, do Mothi Awesome is a rodent. Personally, I don't think Madam should be judged on the fact she has a beard. She came into the competition with a beard. She probably submitted audition tapes with a beard and establish herself in the community with a beard. She has a beard. 
I don't get the judges' critiques where they say the beard is distracting and it finally blends well enough that they didn't notice it. Notice it. I think the beard should have stood out more because that is what is truly unique about Madam, the first bearded queen on the RPR franchise. Hello. Is that true? Is that true? I'm trying to think. Uh, Huntay5 says it reminded me how they treated Dusty Ray Bottoms and her dots. That's literally her signature look. Sure, it's fun to chain it up once in a while, but don't knock them down because of it. Going back to Dumo the Awesome or Domo the Awesome, poor Madam is getting the villain edit, or at least that's what it seems like. Is Madam getting a villain edit? She's getting more of a loser edit. I don't agree with that. All the queens are clearly unhappy with her, and the judges are giving low critiques, but keeping her on. Ironic if you view it from an unbiased perspective. She had a subpar runway, but carried her team in the maxi challenge. It's safe by all means. Also, the judges decided to go off on her beard this episode. That's literally her look. I don't get it. Uh, Jer92 corrects corrects, uh, Domo the Awesome and says, more like victim edit. She hasn't really said or done anything throughout the first three episodes that would make her a villain. Uh, Janie is probably the one getting the villain edit. Uh, Domo replies, true, victim edit is a better description. I could tell she was getting some sort of edit and Janie is the one tacked against her. Uh, and then Girl No chimes in. Janie is definitely the villain to Madam's victim edit. Every time Madam breathes, there's a Janie confessional tearing her down. L-M-A-O. It seems to be like the same few people um, talking here. I don't know why Domo the Awesome didn't just all make this one comment. Because now weighs in again and says, I really enjoyed the lip sync. I could watch them lip sync for hours. Really? That was a very... That was a very whatever lip sync. I don't know. Personally, I like Megan more, but she seemed defeated from the start. This is going to be an uphill battle for me. She has also made it clear that it was her time to go while writing her message. Either way, I wish I could give more lip syncs. I need CDR song length. What does that mean? CDR song length. I don't know. Alt Vaser writes, I really like Abby, but does anyone else think that Megan won the lip sync? Yeah. I think there's no way you could look at that lip sync. We'll look at it in a bit. Oh, here comes the part about the Again, the part about the purse, the stupid purse. Raptor X 13. Oh, here we go. Here it is right here. This, this thing about the purse is so dumb. I don't like it. Uh, Alt Vaser says, I really like Abby, but does anyone else think that Megan won? Oh, I just read that. Uh, Raptor X 13X says, emotional song, yet yourself, all, yet you yeet yourself all over the stage and try to be sexy. Well, that happened. Also, editing felt like Abby had about 30% of the screen time during the lip sync. I'm so confused. It's a shame they rushed editing instead of taking the time like all other seasons. Didn't they record it like two months ago? Um, editing takes a very long time. That That is a rush job to do a whole show is two months ago. That It takes RuPaul's Drag Race six months or more. All right, we're back at the Untucked now. The girls are talking about their critiques. They're explaining to Janie and uh, Envy what happened. Uh, so I really feel we're missing important information from the judges panel. 
when you saw the judges panel on, especially talking about Madam Madness, it seemed to be overall generally positive. By the way, Fred annoyed me for the first time this episode with the constant moo. We get it. She's a cow. You mood. It was maybe okay the first time. I feel like Fred does it like three or four times. The cow puns were ridiculous. Um, And so um, now we're back to Abby. And this is another point where Abby doesn't get that she's going to be on TV. Okay? And so she's like, oh, my tulips were were in the hot lights. And they started wilting. Okay, at what point are you going to realize you're going to be on television and that there's lights? I don't get why she's always surprised by this. And it's sort of annoying. Like I said, once again, it's Abby being kind of... I don't know if diva-ish is the right word. It just reminds me of being a spoiled little inexperienced baby. Um, I feel fair. It's more pheromone style vibes than anything. Just like, wah, poor me. Uh, and so it's kind of annoying. While the judges do their deliberations, let's go back to Reddit. I'm going to kind of scan here because, oh, here we go. Is it the end yet, right? This was the most predictable episode in Drag Race history, not going to lie, except for maybe the winner of this week's challenge. Also, I really wanted the judges to read Janie for that dress. Yeah. Whew, the wig and dress combo was a choice. Envy Peru, though, stunning. Loved most of the looks tonight. Abby's would have been sickening if she wore her look as a gown with a reserved mermaid silhouette at the bottom serving base. LOL. Um, look, that's that's the first real criticism of the show. The other ones that I've been reading, you guys, seem like they're friends of the drag queens and they're trying to make a case for them. James on Joey writes, I'm so confused about why the whole cast seems to dislike Madam Madness. Uh, okay, here we go, here we go. Uh, Violet Chutsky. It seems to me that they've singled her out as the weakling of the group because she's on the quieter... This person must be like... This person must be Madam's friend or is Madam. Because she's on the quieter side and does a different type of drag, which unfortunately makes her an easy target especially in a pressure cooker environment. It's also possible that the queens see an unlikable side to her that we as viewers don't see, but the comments and the confessionals are just so petty. Like, who cares if she worked really hard in a jacket and turned on, turned out ugly? I think the problem is that they're seeing queens that they probably know go home before her. It's almost like the all-stars problem. You get one shot at this. We're, on the main, we're back on the main stage, by the way. You get one shot at this, and uh, Madam Mud Madness just won. Probably rightful, not probably, rightfully so. It was a fierce look. She's been fit, bringing fierce looks. Now we just need a win for Cetergene. But uh, a great look, Madam Madness. I mean, Mama, Mama, I'm sorry, Mama Queen. I called it wrong. Mama Queen wins, and um, and rightfully so. She, she brought fierce looks this whole time, and now she wins for a very appropriately fierce look. Uh, Cetergene is safe, but um, what I was going to say is they see Madam Madness as a weak person and that girls who are stronger than her are going home. I wouldn't be surprised, maybe we'll hear this next week, that Megan Schoenbrood, they're mad that Megan Schoenbrood went home, that she should have stayed instead of Madam Madness. Megan Schoenbrood says she should have lip-synced against Madam Madness and not against Miss Abby OMG. And I suspect, I suspect 
that the little tiff we see in the preview for next week between Miss Abby OMG and Sergene is Sergene probably articulates something to that effect that Abby should have gone home instead of Schoenbrood, Megan Schoenbrood, because that Megan did a better lip sync, and that's why Abby freaks the fuck out because she's a little baby. Um, okay. And by the way, I think she's the hottest boy out of drag. I'm calling it as I see it. Okay. So now we're going to see that Madame Madness against all logic gets saved. To be honest with you, if I were to do this, I would probably pair Miss Abby OMG against Madame Madness and send Madame Madness up. I don't know that I, I feel that Megan Shudbrood's look just edges out Abby OMG's because Abby OMG's is sloppy in terms of not construction, but just balance where Megan Schoenberg's is just too much. She could have edited more. Why again, why Madame Madness right here was saved. Oh, see, Sergene is kind of bum saying in the confessional and envy Peru. Why is she safe? Everyone's super confused. And they even comment that no one, uh, Right, they said no one applauds when she goes in, or that somebody. Oh yeah, nobody was clapping when Madame Madness was saved. Um, I think they're uh, Madame Madness. I've seen a lot of people who are thirsty for Madame Madness. Personally, she's not my type, but the body bar is thirsty for, and it could be that people are protecting the people they're thirsty for. I want the record to show that I am thirsty for Miss Abby OMG, and I've said she should be in the bottom two today, and that she should have faced Madame Madness. I call balls and. Strike. Strikes. Speaking of, let's go to this lip sync. They're going to sing some, some song. I don't know. But it is in English. Oh, they're talking about how Abby's a new school queen and Mad, uh, Megan is an old school queen. That makes sense because, and this is my comment on this lip sync, I feel Megan Schoenbrod brings it on this lip sync in a way that's appropriate for the song. Yes, Megan Schoenbrod is doing an old-school style of drag and lip-sync, but this song has an old-school style of drag feel to it and should be performed like an old-school style of drag. And so that's why I think her lip-sync came off better. What this lip-sync, to be honest with you, I'm not even, I, I, I don't have the sound on, so I don't know if she knows the words or not, but what I'm saying is, this reminds me sort of, not as stark, but when of the legendary natural woman um, lip sync when Latrice was bringing, like, what, a flip? Why is there a flip in this song? Um, a backflip. I think she's just showing she can do a backflip. But when Latrice Royale was singing natural woman in a very serious, dramatic way, and then you had, um, I can't remember the little midget's name, doing, like, weird-ass shit in the background. Like, what was that? You know, and so uh, it's the same thing here. It's like, I don't feel Abby OMG's performance of the song is appropriate to the tenor of the song that we're listening to. It doesn't match. She's bringing like a sexy gymnast acrobatic thing. And that's not what that song is. That's that's an appropriate song for like if you're doing like Nicki Minaj or some sort of something like fierce club track like that. This is like an old school like. Uh, this is the thing you would see like like an old school drag queen perform. It's a very strange. So I feel Megan Schoenbrod 100% won that lip sync hands down. Right now they're kissing each other. Abby's saying she wasn't even watching Megan. Clearly the producers 
see more coming from television wise from Abby. OMG. She's dramatic. She's cute as a boy. She fights with people. Uh, so they want to keep her around because she should not have wanted that lip sync. Her time is not up yet. Look, it's a TV decision. Megan Schoenbrood's kind of boring. So they're like, adios, Megan Schoenbrood, you know? So, um, but and if you're looking, looking at this as a fair competition, Megan should not have gone home. It was not her time to go. Um, but what are you going to do? Uh, Megan comments on it, but Megan says she, but I think Megan says she should have lip synced against, um, Madam Madness. Like I told you earlier, I feel it should have been Madam Madness versus, um, uh, Miss Abby OMG. Uh, Akega Bai says, in what world did Abby win that lip sync? Even though it's the first time I've heard the song, I immediately knew that the sexy acrobatics route was not the way to go, but I guess they want her to stay for drama or something. Uh, 8Rod13420 says, it was confusing to say the least. So uh, there you go. Now goodbye, Megan Schoenbrood. Adrenalilies writes, I love my girl Janie, but did she really say Madness's concept wasn't you and then came out in a plastic dress? Very good point. I didn't really love either, to be honest, but it felt weird. Loved Mama again this week. She is great. Um, Cuckoo Kachoo writes, Janie specifically mentioned the Juno Birch look, which was an accurate reference, but most looks have been done to some extent, including her own plastic dress. And I actually like Madame's take on the cow look. I did not like her take on the cow look. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Drag Race Holland. We're all saying goodbye to the girls. Uh, drop your comments. By the way, guys, I'm not sure. 